0: Hello and welcome to the BTS This week 2nd Anniversary Show. Everyone, I'm waiting for you. Stop this! Stop Let's go! Welcome to the BTS This Week second anniversary show. I'm Carrie, aka BTS Mama Bear, and I'm your host. I meant to do this yesterday on the actual second anniversary, which is March 10th, but my neighbors decided to do some crazy landscaping yesterday and to saw down some trees. So I figured you didn't want to hear, like, you know, chainsaws in the background and It's bad enough when my dog barks, but it was just a little too much noise to record yesterday. But I'm here today, and I'm so excited because it's the second anniversary of the show. And I cannot believe it's been two years. I remember my husband recommending that I do a podcast of some sort, and two years later, here we are. It's kind of cool. So... One of the things, I couldn't really decide what to talk about this year because last year I talked about my army journey. So this year I talked to the ladies on my Discord group and they suggested that I take a survey. I, or What I did was I put up a list of things that happened in the last 12 months. And I had asked people to vote on what they thought were their top five things that happened last year so what I did is I came up with a top 10 based on that survey and I'm just going to go over them and talk just kind of reminisce over the last year it's kind of like a year in review I sort of kind of did a live stream year in review but it was not very good the sound got really messed up so I'm kind of revisiting it now but let's go ahead and get started all right number 10 on the list BTS performs on Tiny Desk and MTV Unplugged. Both of those are huge performances for BTS this year. Uh, Tiny Desk is a uh, NPR series. It's very well regarded. And they had been wanting BTS to be on there during the tour. But, of course, that got postponed because of this stupid pandemic. But they got to do it from home, and it was awesome. And then... It hasn't. I mean, it was just like a week and a half ago. MTV unplugged, another series that's very highly regarded, and they did awesome. Uh, People who don't normally listen were very impressed, especially with the Coldplay cover. Uh, Coldplay themselves tweeted about how much they liked it. So, you know, it was awesome. It was just. Two really great performances on two well-regarded series that brought a lot of new ARMY to BTS. And my dog just barked in the background, so see? Like I said, you didn't want to hear a chainsaw. (laughs) On to number nine on our list. Number nine, the guys release great solo music. It was a good year to be ARMY when you talk about content we got from them as a group, but we also got lots of great music from them as solo artists. It's a little bit outside the 12 months, but we got um, a collaboration, uh, Namjoon with Yunha, which was Winter Flower, which, was, which is a beautiful, beautiful song. Also, if you've been missing it on Spotify due to their... Licensing Issues, it is back today, so you can listen to it again. We also got 8, IU with Jungi. Jungi also did Blueberry Eyes with Max. Taeyong released Sweet Night for the uh, Etwan Class soundtrack, and it went number one everywhere, pretty much. Then you've got um, Jimin. Jimin released that Christmas Awesome Christmas song. Tae Young also released a Christmas song. JK released Still With You during Festa. Awesome, awesome song. And then we have Jin. Jin did Abyss, which is a an incredible song about the burnout he felt over the last year. And then just recently we got. A long, uh, a full length edition of Blue Side from Hobie. That's just an in, another incredible song. But I would I would think when you're talking about solo achievements, the big solo achievement in the last month has to be D two from August D, aka Youngi. You know, it started out with that weird countdown. Nobody knew what it meant. And I kept saying it was Yoongi just because I wanted it to be, not because I necessarily could tell. And then, you know, we get D7. You know, it's a countdown. And when it gets to D2, the mixtape is released. It it is such a good mixtape. Dejita, you cannot say enough about that video, by the way. It's just, it's like a, it's like a, motion picture it's just incredible uh, it did great on the charts um, he got you know number one on a worldwide single worldwide album the music video went number one it uh, did really well on charts around the world uh, he even hit the, the singles from the album even charted on the rap sales chart in the United States, the Billboard rap chart. Um, And that is just amazing. So you can't talk about this last 12 months without talking about all the great solo content we got from the guys. They really worked overtime providing us with great music. So, number 8. Life goes on goes number 1. That you know again, it's been an incredible year, an incredible year to get lots of great music from the guys and you cannot you cannot overlook the fact that on Went number one with no radio play, and it wasn't completely in English. I know that just eats the radio <laughs> the radio stations up that that a song can go number one without their help, but it did, and it was incredible. Um, you know, Jungi. Again, Yoongi, what Yungi wants, Yungi gets. He wanted a song that was, you know, majority Korean language to go number one. And by golly, we did it. Um, just, just amazing. And, you know, not only that, it was their third number one in a span of three months. And we're going to talk some more about another number one you may be familiar with. But. Life Goes On definitely deserves its own spot on this top 10 countdown. All right, the next thing, number seven on the countdown BTS rules social media so much that Billboard freezes the social 50 chart. I mean, y'all, that's just. if you think about it, that's just petty. They did that because they got tired of BTS being number one. And they didn't know how to change it any other way but to freeze it. So, this year, they uh, BTS broke the record for the most weeks at number one on the Social 50 chart. And, you know, they started the year with like, with 20, around 23 million Twitter followers, um, we j- just recently saw them pass 33 million. So that's 10 million new followers over the last 12 months. Um, they're the most followed group on Twitter now. And like I said, Billboard couldn't take it anymore. I don't know if too many people complained or if they just got tired of putting BTS number one. But they froze the Social 50 chart. Um, basically said they're going to go to a new data partner. Don't know what that means. They said early 2021 is when it would come back. We're almost at the end of the first quarter. And it's still not back. And, you know, who knows when it will come back. But, you know, you've got to be a pretty awesome group, to make Billboard shut down one of their charts because you just control it for too long. And BTS continues to have incredible social media presence. Um, the tweet that Jungkook posted, um, of him singing never not, loud song never not, almost broke Twitter. You know, you just can't you can't do better than that. and it's gonna be a long time, if ever, before someone else is able to use social media the way BTS has. So number six, number six on the list. BTS dominates the virtual concert space. So, you know, it just sucks that we've all been stuck in our houses. The concert the concert tour got canceled. Well, let me rephrase that. The North American tour is on apparently permanent suspension because I still have tickets. Don't know if I'll ever get to use them, but BTS found a way to connect with ARMY in the meantime. Now, this all started, if you remember, with Bang Bang Con, and that's where they took over YouTube 12 hours a day for two days in a row and showed previously filmed BTS concerts. So we got Wings Tour, we got really Red Bullet, uh, Love Yourself, I think Wim- I'm almost positive Wembley was one of the ones. It's been so long now, I can't remember. Uh, and it was just amazing, the number of people. The, the concerts had over the two days 50 million views. And That just proved the concept that they could get people to watch them virtually. So, what did they do? For Festa, they decided to do something called Bang Bang Con The Live. And if you weren't Army yet then, that was their first virtual concert. It had over 756,000 viewers from a about 107 different countries. And they set a Guinness World Record for the most viewers for a concert live stream. And, of course, it was was awesome. We got to hear some of the music that they had planned to play on their tour that they didn't get to. And then, there was Map of the Soul 1. And that was their second virtual concert, that was definitely intended to be, if not the actual show we would have seen live, it was definitely intended to for them to play all the music from 7 that they didn't get to play on tour. They, for this concert, uh, this was one day, and it was a pay-per-view, so you couldn't. It wasn't free like *Bang Bang* Colin. They still got, like I said, a hundred, uh, over a hundred countries watching. And they they did it twice, so it wasn't the same show. So, showed twice. It was two different shows. What? No, it was the same set list, but they performed it twice. And over the two days, they got 993,000 viewers from 191 countries. And the sales, the ticket sales, approximately 44 million US dollars. Then they ended 2020 with New Year's Live. And that was not just BTS. That was all. Uh, that was uh, a lot of big hit artists. Uh, uh, it hyphen from Belift uh, was there. Also, Pleetus artists were there. Newest was on the on the uh, lineup, and it was just it was awesome. It was another concert that showed what could be done virtually. It allowed all of these groups, not just BTS, to communicate with their fan base that they haven't been able to see all year either. And so no one, no one did it like BTS did it this past year. So definitely can't talk about the last year without talking about the virtual concerts. So, I'm taking a break in the middle of the the countdown to introduce you to the person you can either blame or thank for the podcast, whichever way you want to look at it, my husband. Say hi, husband. Hello. So, did you or did you not go to a BTS concert with me? Yep. Where did we go?
1: Went to uh, New Jersey.
0: Yep. At MetLife.
1: Yep. MetLife.
0: And you wanted What? More than anything at the concert.
1: The light stick.
0: The light stick, and we got you a light stick, didn't we? Yep. And what's your favorite BTS song?
1: I really like Fire.
0: You like Fire? Okay. And who's uh, who? Who's your bias? You don't, don't remember no, his name I again. Re- I
1: don't know the names, but it's the one I had the dream in the airport about.
0: Jimin. Jimin's Jamin. bias. Jimin, okay. the husband stealer. Yeah. And Again, so,
1: is, is he still got blonde hair? Or has he got a different color hair now?
0: He's probably had blonde a couple of times since then. I'm oh, not okay. sure what color hair he has today.
1: Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, some kind of weird dream I had where I couldn't find you in the airport, and
0: and you ran into BTS in your dream yes. in the airport, and you were trying to find me so that I could see. I figured
1: BTS. you would be close by.
0: Yes, <laughs> and for some reason, Jimin was the one that was in your dream. Yeah. So, you ready to go see him in Atlanta when this pandemic's over?
1: Sure. That'd be great. Well, I hope you are. If this pandemic ever... If this pandemic's ever
0: over. Because I did buy us both tickets. I wasn't going to go alone, so...
1: Well, I wouldn't wouldn't have it. If you're going along, that wouldn't happen.
0: Nope. I'd much rather go with you. Yeah. So, thank you for suggesting that I do the podcast. I have a lot of fun doing it, even though some days I get a little crazy about it.
1: uh, It's it's something that you enjoy doing. I do. And it puts a smile on your face. And I always say my mission in life is to put a smile on your face. So, that's what I try to do every time I get an opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. I love you. Love you.
0: All right. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for... I know you didn't want to talk, so thank you for doing that, too.
1: That's okay. Next time, can I talk about tech stuff?
0: No, you have to have your own (laughs) podcast for that. (laughs) Number five on the list. BTS donates $1 million to Black Lives Matter and Army Matches. Over the summer of 2020, cities all across the United States had massive protests following the killing of George Floyd by police officers in Minneapolis. And the demand that there be justice not only for him, but for other African Americans who have suffered are from police brutality are been killed by police officers and BTS tweeted a very simple statement we stand against racial discrimination we condemn violence you I and we have the right to be respected. We will stand together. But what we found out shortly afterwards was that BTS donated $1 million to the Black Lives Matter organization. They weren't Planning to publicize their donation, Variety found out about it and reached out and uh, asked them to confirm, which they did. And that was incredible. And then following that, two Army... Tweeted, well, why can't army match that? And what in an army? The 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 fan base that coordinates charity donations for like the members' birthdays and things. They helped. Publicize with ARMY this drive to match BTS's donation and in a little over 24 hours ARMY matched a million dollars. It was an amazing show of Solidarity worldwide in Army that we came together to help support an important cause. And you can't talk about 2020 without acknowledging this event. And still, to this day, Army does Great charity work. And it's just amazing. So, number four on the list. BTS gets their first Grammy nomination. We had our fingers crossed, and we weren't the only ones up watching. If you remember that great tweet of... Uh, Namjoon, Jimin, Taehyung, and Jungkook sitting on the couch waiting and screaming when they see their name come up on the screen. Uh, so, yes, BTS is the first um, Korean pop act to be nominated. They are nominated for Best Pop or Group Performance. They, they're up against some very popular competition, but nobody had the year that they had, and they're nominated for Dynamite, and nobody had a song performed the way Dynamite performed this year. Um, so hopefully fingers crossed. It is this coming weekend, so we're going to know soon enough. Uh, they're only the third Korean act in history to be nominated. Again, they're the first Korean pop act to be nominated, and they're going to be the first fully Korean act. So, not exactly sure what that means. I guess that means there was maybe a band that had a Korean a Korean member, uh, but they're the first they'll be the first Korean act to perform solo on the Grammys, and by the way, that was another one of Yugi's wishes. And again, Yugi get uh, what Yugi wants. Yugi gets. He wanted, you know, after a year where they presented an award, and then the next year they sang like for thirty seconds as part of Little Nods, Little X's uh, stage. He wanted a solo stage for them, and now they have it. And it. Is going to be awesome uh, again. That's this weekend, so definitely don't forget. I mean, I doubt you could forget to watch, but it will be just awesome to see. Unfortunately, it again is a virtual award show. You know what are you gonna do? It's just it is what it is, but. It's still their first nomination. They're still going to perform as a, as a group, just themselves, and it's just going to be incredible. Number three story in the soup. So we got this teaser. About in the soup. We weren't quite sure what it was. Uh, soup means forest, I believe, in Korean. And uh, it kind of was, it was kind of like Bon Voyage, but they really couldn't do Bon Voyage this year because of <laughs> the pandemic. So they ended up taking some, just a, I think they said a week off, just them. And They went to this great house on a lakeside in a forest in Korea and unlike Bon Voyage where they, you know, they have these things where they're limited what they could money they have and they have these things that they do, it was just for them to recharge as a group. There were cameras there, but they were kept out of the way and just so they could be themselves, and it ended up being at a a really great series to see a lot a lot more intimate portrait of BTS than we have gotten before, and I think. Down the line, the reaction to the series was really good. It was a lot of fun to watch, too. Uh, you, you know, Jen beating up the punching bag every morning was funny. Uh, but it was great to see them in a a much more restful environment for them, where they could just hang out and do what they wanted, uh, and be together. So, I think In the Soup was a great success. The official title was In the Soup BTS version. So, you know, maybe that means there'll be a TXT version, or uh, a G- G- Frank version. I'm, I'm not sure. We're still not sure about that. But, I think In the Soup turned out to be a... Great success, and it was really enjoyable to watch. So, that's number three on our list. Number two on the list. Dynamite goes number one, and the guys react. So, we got the heads up that Dynamite was coming. It was a off-album single. There wasn't an album released with it at the time. It was just the single and the video. We got promo, uh, photography, concept photos, teaser videos, and pretty much just waited. Uh, BTS said it was a song that they recorded to cheer people up in a time where there wasn't a lot to be cheerful about. It was also their first all-English single. So, it gets released, and it immediately breaks records. The most views on YouTube in 24 hours. Um... The most views for a uh, a music video in 24 hours. Uh, The most views by a Korean act in 24 hours. Um, They had 101.1 million views that first 24 hours. They uh, also had the biggest opening day in Spotify history up to that point with 12.6 million streams in the first 24 hours and it was the biggest debut on the global two hundred in twenty twenty. Um, it just, you know, we knew it was a it was really big deal, but again, we have the issue with radio play. But radio kind of showed their true colors in that they played dynamite like crazy because it was all in English and not in Korean. So, they just proved our point, by the way, guys. Uh, So, they played it on the radio and played it on the radio and it, the first week it was eligible to go number one on Billboard on the Hot 100, it did. And it's just amazing how much. It's been on the Hot 100 for six months now. That's crazy. Uh, Again, it got nominated for a Grammy. It's been nominated for lots of awards. It's gotten certifications all over the world. It's just been amazing. You know... It went number one in South Korea, which, you know, there still goes number one in South Korea a lot, but this was an English single, so it still performed. Gl- Not only that, it's won more music show wins than any other song in South Korean history. It broke that record last week, so it was just amazing. And it wasn't just number one for... A single week, uh, it was number one for I believe three weeks total. But it was number one two weeks in a row, and when the second week it went number one, we got we got the best reaction ever. I mean, when was the last time you saw any music artist react that way to having a number one single? So it's pretty awesome. And like I said, Dynamite has just turned out to be an incredibly important song for their career. It's just been an amazing performer, sales wise, stream wise. Music video view-wise, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. I mean, we, we all wanted it to do well, but I don't think any of us thought it would do this well. And it's been amazing. So, on to the last thing on my list. The number one story on my list. But before that... I would like to mention that our intro song was Sopa Otsukare. And if you have never heard that song, you need to go now to the show notes, btsthisweek.com, and click on the link to that video. I'll link to the original video, which is just Yumi and Hobi. And then I'll link to a second video where they perform it as OT7. But... Love that song. It's amazing. It's awesome. And I just felt like sharing it today. So that was our intro song for this episode. So what's the number one story from the last year? BTS and ARMY help each other through the pandemic you know the pandemic is is going to be the number one story for a very long time. I know that things are starting to take a turn for the better, but we're not quite there yet. And you know, we're still we're still struggling through it. But this time last year Map of the Soul 7 had come out. It went number one, which was amazing. Um, the tour dates had gone on sale and sold out in, the, in North America. And it was just... It was just going to be an amazing year. And then the shutdowns started. And they've continued. It has been a year. So, a lot of artists didn't know really what to do. Their concert tours had been canceled. Uh, They couldn't even travel to be on TV shows. But, BTS decided that they would continue to provide content to us for as long as it took to be able to see us again. Uh, We got Learn Korean with BTS. We got In the Soup, which we talked about. Um, We got the Dynamite single, of course. Break the Silence, the movie. We got all the solo songs we talked about. We got two new video games. Um, We got BTS Universe Story and Rhythm Hive. And most of all, we got B. B. The Deluxe Edition was released in November. And then in February, the Essential Edition was released. It, of course, went number one. And Life Goes On, the, the single from the album went number one. But what was really important about the album is it's an album the members creatively led as a group themselves they recorded songs that expressed how they felt going through the pandemic and the the intention of the album was to help army get through a tough time and it's an incredible album it is It's just such a good album. And, you know, they still are at a point where they can't tour. Um, Like I said, the Grammys are going to be virtual. You know, their, their big performances on Tiny Desk and Unplugged were filmed in Korea. But, again... Things are starting to look up, and the intention is for BTS to see ARMY just as soon as possible. And B is helping us get through, hopefully, this last part of the pandemic. It's artistically a great album. Uh, Just every song is... Awesome. and it just, like I said, it makes it gives you a level of comfort during these months of pandemic. So BTS really did look out for Army, but they also seem to have looked out for themselves. I know they're frustrated. They've communicated that. They've communicated that they're ready for to be back on tour. And I'm, I'm sure they, they are. But they're communicating more about, about that frustration. They're not keeping that to themselves. They're writing music about it releasing it. Abyss by Jen. It, it's an incredible song that totally communicates how he felt. During this time, and I think producing music for Army has helped them through the pandemic, and I know that their music has helped us. And so, as grateful as they are to us, we are doubly grateful to them. So, there you go top 10, top 10. Stories from the last year of the podcast. I cannot believe it's been two years. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Isn't it? But uh, the the last few months, lots of new listeners. I'm so grateful for my listeners. I'm so excited when I hear from someone. And I'm glad that the show... Gives you the information you want about BTS. If, by the way, you have suggestions for the next year of the podcast, please holler at me. You know, you can, I'm on Twitter, BTS Mama Bear. You can go to the website, btsthisweek.com. There's a contact form where you can contact me. But I'm just. I look at the listener, listener numbers every week, and it amazes me that the countries all over the world that listen to the podcast, and I'm very grateful, and I really appreciate it. Also, I'm having a big giveaway for the second anniversary of the show. Uh, go to the show notes, btsthisweek.com. There'll be a link to the page to go enter the giveaway, There are two prizes this time. There's a grand prize, which is B Deluxe Edition and the tumbler from the pop-up shops, the clear one with the bag. And then the runner-up prize is B Essential Edition and the blue tumbler from the pop-up. No bag, just a blue tumbler. Uh, So definitely enter the giveaway. That'd be awesome. But... I purple you. You're awesome. You're you're valuable and you're needed in this world. Don't let anybody else tell you any different because they're wrong. Stay safe, stay healthy. Stay home if you can. And if you can't, wear a mask, wear it every time, all the time, and cover up your nose. Cause if you don't, it defeats the purpose. Get a vaccine as soon as you can. And keep your dirty hands away from your face. Wash them, hand sanitize them. I want you all to be listening when I have the third anniversary show next year. But again, thank you so much to my listeners. I so appreciate y'all. And I'm so happy that you spent some of your time with me. So y'all have a great few days until the next podcast. And I'll talk to you then. Bye.